and welcome to Holding Fast. Great to have you in the podcast today. I'm beginning a brand new week in terms of the podcast, and hopefully your heart is prepared. We're looking forward to those opportunities uh, to be able to share the love of God in Christ Jesus, our Savior, to give out that gospel. How's your anchor holding today? I trust that after the first of the week on the Lord's Day, that of course you are in the house of God, and you are worshiping Him and learning more about Him through the revelation of the Scriptures encourage you to be faithful in your church family. I've been teaching a class recently. It's a new beginner's class, a new believer's class, Uh, although I have some older believers in there that uh, have never really perhaps been discipled or never been discipled very deeply, and it is a high joy and privilege for me to be able to sit there at a table and to talk with them, and we meditate on the precious truths of the scriptures, and uh, it's a joyful thing for me, and I look forward to it every, every Lord's Day. But we were in there meeting even this past week, and it was a joy to discover some things that uh, perhaps they'd not thought on before, but our topic had been the church and how faithful we ought to be in being a part of a called-out body of believers to be faithfully involved, uh, to be physically involved also in the health and well-being of that ministry, and uh, it was a great reminder in this day and age when we have little commitment in a lot of people. But I encourage you to stay faithful in your church. Be regular in your attendance. When the doors are open, you ought to be there. You ought to be praying for its success and for its ministry of the gospel. And uh, pray for your pastor. Pray for uh, the Sunday school teachers and those that are engaged in uh, ministering the, the Bible. Well, today I wanted to call your attention to John chapter 14, verses 13 to 15. We always try to focus on a word of Scripture for the day. And uh, this particular day, I wanted to meditate on this passage simply because it really does highlight a great truth that uh, has been a blessing to me. One of my favorite authors, and if you ever get an opportunity, I would encourage you to pick this book up. I believe it may still be in print. Mine come, came from an antique bookstore. There used to be a lot of those in New Hampshire where I pastor. Um, some of them are old and tattered, but uh, the book itself has just been a timeless classic for God's people. Uh, it's entitled Answers to Prayer from George Mueller's Narratives. Uh, You may not be familiar with George Mueller, but George Mueller lived from 1805 to 1898, and he was the founder of a number of orphan houses in England. During that time in the history of England, there were just thousands of orphans that were left on their own, and he saw that as a great opportunity to uh, to instill in those orphans uh, their need for Christ and a Bible knowledge. And so he began the orphan houses in, uh, in England. Uh, what he is particularly known for, though, is, is his prayer life and the staggering way in which God answered his prayer, sometimes uh, at the very few moments in which he was praying. He intended to do his orphan houses to... to uh, to have their, the ministry as led by prayer. 
that the needs of his ministry would be entirely by prayer. He didn't advertise in a paper. He didn't put it in the in the uh, 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 out in the public that what he was trying to do. He simply believed that the prayers of a righteous man avail much. They accomplish much, and so he determined to see the glories of God in the answer to prayer in how he did his ministry for the Lord. That book is a tremendous book that I would encourage you to pick up. If you get an opportunity, you can probably find it on Amazon.com. And we're going to focus a little bit, perhaps in the next couple, two or three uh, podcasts, on uh, some excerpts from his book. He gave permission for this to occur uh, two years before he died. Uh, Regardless uh, of uh, of the ministry, he gave permission in, in writing. He said, if the extracts are given exactly as printed and the punctuation exactly as in the book and in the connection in which the facts stand, he said, I have no objection. That was in 1896. And so now for many decades, <clears throat> God's people have used uh, George Mueller's book as kind of a training manual and help on effectual fervent prayer. George Mueller's trust in God and his countless answers to prayer uh, are mind-boggling when you read it. When he was asked how he prayed so powerfully, he wrote down actually five conditions of prevailing prayer. And I thought these were so instructive that I wanted to share at least these five with you during the podcast today. I don't think there's one of us that doesn't know the Lord that desires a more effective prayer life, uh, a prayer life that just seems to to accomplish great things. And George Mueller shared with us some scripture verses that he has written beside each one of these particular uh, principles on conditions of prevailing prayer. And the first one that he calls our attention to when he's writing in his book is found in the passage that I just gave you a moment ago to open the podcast, and that is in John chapter 14. And you drop down in that passage, and the Bible is very clear about this important principle. He says, number one, he said, And whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If ye shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. If ye love me, keep my commandments. That's an important principle because Mueller said it this way, Entire dependence upon the merits of the Lord Jesus Christ is the only ground for any claim for blessing. What a great truth that is. We are entirely leaning on the Lord Jesus on his intercession, on his going to the Father on our behalf. We entire are entirely dependent on him in his perfection and in his love for the Father, that if we ask anything in his name, we've got to remember that. It's not, how, it's not let's make a deal with God. It's if, Lord, if I live this way, then you'll answer my prayer in a certain way. No, you are entirely dependent on the merits of the Lord Jesus Christ himself. And John went on to say in chapter 15 and verse 16, he said, Ye have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you that ye should go and and bring forth fruit and that your fruit should remain, that whatsoever ye shall ask in my fa- uh, of the Father in my name, he may give it you. Entire dependence on the merits of the Lord Jesus Christ. 
uh, for our prayers to be brought before the Lord. A second principle of prevailing prayer or condition of prevailing prayer is found in Psalm 66 verse 18. And this is one that is more difficult for people to really wrap their minds around at times. It's a powerful verse. It says, If I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. Now, this is a tough one, is it not, listener? Uh, The fact is that the Scripture gives us an important uh, warning and caution that if I'm going to prevail in prayer and accomplish great things through prayer, then separation from all known sin is essential. If I regard iniquity in my heart, the word regard there is to have a cherished glance at, to look at longingly as if you were Lot's wife coming out of Sodom and you turned around longing for what you used to have. If I regard, have a cherished glance at sin in my heart, if I nurse it and pet it and I long for it, the promise of scripture is that the Lord will not hear you because then it would be sanctioning your sin. Uh, Mueller was so, uh, was so intense on making sure that we understand that one of the practices in his life was to make sure and be free from all repetitive, unconfessed sin, to get rid of it, because that means you're looking at it in a cherished way. I need to eliminate that from my life if I fully expect God to answer my prayer and whatever that is that I am bringing before Him. So the first two things today, entire dependence on the merits of Jesus Christ Himself and separation from all known sin. You need to rehearse those to yourself. And remember, they're essential if you want to have prevailing prayer. God bless you today. We'll look at some other principles and conditions of prevailing prayer in the next podcast. Walk with the Lord. Remember these things and live like Christ is real. He loves you. 